Hey, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I am Chris. I am Ben. And we're here as always to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the world of sports. Episode 85. Already our march towards 100 continues. We appreciate all your support. Have a really fun show planned for you today. We have uh, Yolanda Cespedes apparently decided to play and then opted out, disappeared, didn't tell anybody. We'll have more on that. Uh, unfortunately, there have been more positive COVID tests in baseball and continuing with the incompetence that has been the MLB season. Unfortunately, that's not a surprise. Odell Beckham Jr. apparently had issues with playing this season. Then redacted those. We'll give you more details on that later as well. But first, the XFL. This thing has nine lives. I never thought we'd start a show with XFL. But here we are. They were hours, if not moments, away from going into bankruptcy. And they were rescued. I can't make this stuff up, folks. By Dwayne Johnson, better known as The Rock, former professional wrestler, star of just about every movie for the past four years. Him, his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, also his business partner, and uh, Redbird Capital, I believe its business is called, purchased it for $15 million. Now... You know they didn't buy it without a plan in mind. So, this $15 million investment, if they do it right, on something that cost about $500 million to set up, by the way, could be very lucrative for them. I, I see there's got to be some connection with the NFL. Well, there already was. No, but I think, I, th- I think this would be a stronger one. Because there was a connection with the XFL, but let's be honest... Vince and the NFL don't have a great history. Um, he it, did try to, yeah, yeah. They did try to go. Well, he tried to go against them. His first iteration of XFL. I think he learned his lesson pretty quick on that one. Oh yeah, he did. Um, I think I think this is a great move by um, by Dwayne and his business partner and Redbird Capital. You know, Dwayne. We're just call him Dwayne now. We're we're on a first name basis. You know, you know the Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I need to talk to him about our show's download he, numbers. Then he's got to get the word out. Listen, listen, he he likes a lot of my uh, Instagram posts. I can't help it. Well, we're we're missing the boat on that one then. Yes. Uh, let's have him on. <laughs> you guys are so tight. Let's have him on. That's gonna be a little more tricky. All right. Let's see. Uh, the the correlation here is that. The Rock actually played uh, in the NFL. Very, very short stint. I believe it was. I think it was, I think it was on a practice squad. Was he actually drafted? Because I know he was injured in in college. I don't think he played in the NFL. I thought he, I thought he was on a practice squad at least one. No, play. there's a few wrestlers who have played in the NFL, but oh. I don't I don't believe The Rock was one of them. I know he played at the uh, University of Miami. Yes, he did play in Miami. Yeah. So, but I think I think his his platform that he has right now. His following, not and now that he's not just a wrestler, but he's a movie star. He's the movie star right now. Right. A bunch of money that guy gets paid to, man, good for him. I mean, but wow, that's, that's he's something. He's doing television shows. He's doing a lot. He, I, I just like the idea that he can come in there and make an impact on the XFL and have the, build that relationship with the NFL because realistically, you're not going to go toe-to-toe with the NFL. You have to concede that. So what you need is you need their support because the only time frame you can go 
and play these games is the one they tried this year. But you're going toe-to-toe with Major League Baseball. You're going toe-to-toe with NBA, NHL, soccer as well, I guess, which would take some fans away from an opportunity like the XFL would have. This and having a great partnership with the NFL would would give them a leg up. And you just got to build it so it's... I don't want to treat it like a minor league, but... It has to be. You almost have it to It has be. to be at first, at least. It has to be. And you're not going to get premier players from the NFL to go to the XFL as a second option. You're not, and you're B, you're not going to get players in the NFL to then in the offseason, oh, I'm going to play in the XFL. It's just not going to happen. That's too much, too much wear and tear on a body. So you almost have to treat it like a, a minor league, which would be a good thing. I think so too, and I think I, I don't know what his his and his business partner's intentions are for it, but he is one of the smarter businessmen as far as where he puts his money. He's he's an intelligent guy. He's not just going to go and do this for the sake of doing it, especially not hours before it was going to go bankrupt, and he probably could have bought it for pennies on the dollar, which he essentially did anyways, buying it for fifteen million when the Estimated startup costs about a year, year and a half ago were somewhere, like I said, in the range of $500 million. I think... Excuse the chair, folks. Sorry. Got to do a WD-40 that. Uh, also, if you hear the lawnmower in the background, we apologize. We started recording sometime around 8 p.m., and apparently the neighbor decided that was the time to start mowing the lawn. Makes sense. So, hey, you know what? It's his yard. He can do whatever he wants, but bad timing. Hopefully the audio equipment edits that out, but if you hear any, we apologize. Uh, no, Dwayne Johnson is way too smart a guy to just throw money around really nilly. Uh, all of his business practices have just everything he's touched has turned to gold. Yeah, and I don't know if this will turn to gold, but I don't think it's going to turn to garbage either. I think in addition to having a positive partnership with the NFL, which by the way, if they're going to do that, you know they had things in place before they ever purchased it. Absolutely, he didn't just go into this blindly. He's too damn smart for that. They. I was saying this to a friend earlier. We were texting about it. And I said, he needs to go small scale. You can't have these guys play in, in, in college stadiums, you know, unused pro stadiums that are trying to, you know, when fans are allowed back in, in stadiums, trying to draw 50, 60, 70,000 people. You're just not going to do it. Not at first. It's not feasible. It's too expensive to run. It doesn't make any sense. You need to make this extremely small scale. Even if it's only in a region of the country, one region at a time, like you start with the Northeast, start with the Southwest, start with the Southeast, whatever you want to do, uh, mid- Midwest is huge with football, start there. A lot of football players who go to colleges and they can't actually get their pro career off the ground would probably love a second chance to play in something like the XFL. You go there, you play almost on fields with bleachers. You have this thing really small scale. You have people want it. You don't just give it everywhere right away. You make people want it to come to their area. Exclusivity. You, exactly. You make sure there's a financial CES. need for it. You make sure the area can support it. You don't just go in and say, I'm going to spend $500 million. This isn't something you build by just throwing more money at it. It has to be, it's, it's funny to say, but it has to almost be grassroots where you start small in a certain area. People want to play bad enough, they'll come to you. And then you expand. 
The NFL didn't start with 32 teams as a global organization. Or globally known, at least. They started out very small. And parts of that league were thought to not even be able to to last and stand the test of time, and here they are today. So I'm not saying this will turn into NFL 2.0, because you don't need that. But you do need, like you said, essentially a minor league system. You do. Where... Players can hone their skills in the, in the years in between, maybe college and when they actually get a shot in the NFL. You also can't have a 16-game season. You no. Can't, you can't, no. You need to reduce this, Dan. You almost need to tri- treat it like a triple A, double A. A minor league, exactly what we, league we said, yeah. Not only, not only is it small scale, you know, stadiums are smaller, everything's smaller, but you also have a shorter season. Like when when minor league stops, it stops uh, beginning or end of August usually, with the exception of this year. No, everything will stop beginning of August this year. <laughs> uh, and we'll then they play that. their playoffs. Like it's got to be like the first two two weeks of the two two and a half weeks of the September, because by the middle of September you start seeing those triple and double A players. Yeah, finally. September call ups. Right. Yeah. Some of them are later because they're in the playoffs and, you know, it does mean something to win a title in minor league baseball. And that would be my point is you don't you don't want to make this a lo- elongated season because one, you want to make again, exclusivity. I think the biggest point you you would bring up is just make people want it more right. by Making it only available for a short period of time. Making it a commodity. And two, it's the point I brought up before where you can't have NFL players play in the XFL. Is you need to make sure these guys don't get beat up. Because when because you saw you saw it happen uh, when the NFL XFL went defunct, uh, you saw a few players get signed. Right. That's the kind of the goal you want. You want these players to get signed because now you're giving players an option that don't get drafted, don't get signed, don't make teams. Hey, have an option. So that way they you know two, three years down the road, you know, they're not they're not sitting there at, at their nine to five job saying, Boy, you know, I probably am still in shape to go out and do that. Right. But why why am I gonna do that? Where now they see there's a path. There's a path through the XFL to get to the NFL, even if it's for two, three seasons. And I'm not saying you have to, obviously, I'm not contradicting what I just said. You don't have to build all new stadiums. You can use fields. Pick a region that's going to work. Do your due diligence. Research a region that's going to work. Like I said, whether it's Northeast or, or Midwest or whatever, the West Coast, anything. Pick, pick, pick an area. Where you can put eight to ten, twelve teams, or whatever, whatever you want to start with, whatever you can support as far as how many players you have, you find even just fields, fields you can maintain. You keep obviously you want a ground screw. You want to make sure the fields are safe. You don't want people getting hurt. You start the league where it's affordable. You play the, you pay these guys whatever you're going to pay them. That'll be worked out ahead of time. You have a ground screw. You have a small concession screw. You don't have to try to fill. I mean, they're getting they're they're trying to fill eighty thousand seat stadiums for XFL games, and they're getting like five thousand fans. Maybe. I mean, it looked like they were preparing for COVID nineteen in the stands before it even started. 
and yeah, maybe, maybe Vince 5, was ahead of the game. Yeah, Vince was way ahead of the curve on that one. Um, so I mean, it it it. it it doesn't make any sense because you're paying concessions, you're paying security, you're paying parking attendance, you're paying all these things. Put it in a field in the middle of North Texas and draw 300 fans and let it build from there. You, you have good football. Okay, so it's three, and then it's five, and then it's a thousand. And next thing you know, you got a couple thousand people surrounding the field each game. The players are excited because it, it's an intense atmosphere. You're paying. 10 to 12 people to do concessions, a couple of parking attendants. It's not out of control. And I know it's just still a lot of money, but if like, it was like you and I putting it on, we'd have a big problem. If it's somebody like The Rock and a capital company putting it on, <laughs> yeah, they'll be okay. They they're, can figure it out. They can make it work. And they're only in $15 million so far. Yeah. Well, here, here I'm going to go outside the box, Chris. I'm factoring in everything that's going on right now. Factoring in the way these games look. And I'm not talking about XFL. I'm talking about the games they're playing, M- M- uh, NBA, MLB. And I honestly haven't watched – I've only watched highlights. So I haven't watched any games at all. NBA is a cool setup, though. I like the way they're doing it. It's interesting. But there is some, has been some pushback, and I saw highlights, and it's just – it is still a little weird. Sure. Because we're used to – Ben, these are unprecedented times. Right. So my idea is, well, let's go outside the box. Instead of, I, I like your idea of, of, of having it regionalized in little locations, like trying to make it, you know, exclusivity, you know, that 2,000, 3,000 fans uh, in the stadium. This is The Rock we're talking about. What makes you think The Rock can't approach Twitch to stream these games oh, yeah. live? On Twitch TV, which is free, the views you can get, and then how do you how, – no, 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 the question would be, Ben, how do you monetize it? Real easy. You have The Rock, and you have Twitch TV. The amount of views you would get would be insane. Oh, you still have commercials, yeah. But you can have commercials. You could have product placement. And that's how you infuse uh, money into the XFL without driving the gate. Because let's be honest, we don't know the time frame of when he would try to put this together. I mean, when I mean together, I mean on the field. Actually have a product to watch, right? Right. You assume it would be a while. So, and I'm sure Dwayne, as you pointed out, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson's smart businessman, knows a lot more than I do. So he's probably looking into all avenues. This is an avenue he definitely should look into because if he could put a product on the field next season during the same time frame that he would not that XFL was normally going to run, run it right after the NFL, and utilize Twitch TV, and that way you're establishing a new game. With a new interface. Without There's the lawnmower. It's ruining everything. I'm pretty um, sure we'll still be all right. But you're introducing a new way of watching it, a game, because this is new. I understand XML is not new, but it might be a new way of watching TV. Because honestly, I watch a lot of Twitch TV. A lot of people watch a lot of Twitch TV. They watch all sorts of different things. Gamers. People just talking, 
videos, all sorts of stuff. This is an avenue they could go down where sure. you don't have to worry about having the big contract with NBC, Fox, ABC, whatever. Name your other uh, providers. You know, a streaming service that requires money. Twitch TV would be a perfect scenario for this to start because now, again, you're not you're not in infusing money from a, a TV provider, but you're also not charging your customer base money. So if it if it's brand new and it costs money, it's going to deter people from wanting to watch it. Am I, am I correct? Sure. Whereas if it's free, it's Yeah, you're there. gonna pay for something you don't know. Like it's not, doesn't mean, yeah, right. no. So now it's for free, it's on Twitch TV, and that's how you get money. That's how you monetize it. You sure. monetize it by ads, by product placement, by uh, patches on the jerseys, patches on the field, prints, whatever you want to do. But you create this different universe that we could potentially live in and don't get used to having XFL games fans or as many. Well, here's the thing, too. If they, if they, if they go... Kind of mix my format and yours together where they just find a field somewhere with a bunch of bleachers. Start off small. Less is more. They don't have to overcomplicate it. Then you may not have any fans to begin with if we're still going through this whole thing. You know, who knows how much longer this is going to last. Um, so you could take it and say, we're going to put it on the field. Uh, we're going to go along with some kind of streaming service, whether it's Twitch or, or whatever, YouTube TV, whatever it is. We're going to go with a streaming service. Streaming games, monetize it that way. If they do the whole regional concept, like I was saying, they're already essentially kind of in a bubble. People aren't traveling around the country. Right. Now, I'm assuming this is an extended, extended time we're dealing with all this, and I'm hoping that's not the case. But if there is, either way, I'll say this much, at least I'm interested. I, I'm see, in I see The Rock is attached. I see Dwayne Johnson's attached. I'm sorry, I'm a wrestling fan. I, I still call him The Rock. I see Dwayne Johnson's attached to something. I'm interested. I'm intrigued because he's an interesting guy. I enjoy. I mean, even if I'm not a huge fan, like I haven't been interested in the Fast and the Furious movies in I don't know, probably about 83 installments. But I see him in it, and I'm like, well, I'll give it a watch. I like Dwayne Johnson. He's a likable guy. He's a talented guy. He's an engaging, um, charismatic guy. Like people flock to this dude. Now, he's worked really hard to get there. Oh, yeah. It's, he's busted like, his ass. Like, the dude's one of the hardest workers you're ever going to meet. So he deserves everything he's, you know, he's worked for. But, like, I mean, it's, it's – you couldn't have asked if you're trying to get exposure to have a better person as, you, as the face of your – whatever they're trying to do here. I mean, it's, it's – it's I'm like, intrigued, and I can't wait to see what they do next. And it's not like he's, you know, the small – Peace owner like a Derek Jeter or potentially an Alex. Oh no, he's gonna be he's gonna be out front. You're with talking this. yeah out <laughs> not only out front but also a primary owner of yeah. a sports friend a sports organization, and I think that's big. I think it's huge, and it's a great move by him. I think it's a great move. It could could it fail? It absolutely could fail. I just think the help from the NFL. Because they tried, I, I would have. It would have been interesting to see where the XFL would have went had coronavirus not hit. 
because you and me know the NFL was trying to help this along. Sure. Because they saw they saw the avenue of infusing talent into a game in case of this injury, in case of that injury, that these players are ready to play, so we're not having this great drop off of Ben Roethlisberger to Devlin Hodges. I'll just say one thing: if it does for some reason fail, you know it won't be because of lack of effort or creative ability. It'll just be it didn't work and that happens. But I'm optimistic, and I can't wait to see what they come up with. So, unfortunately, that's where the optimism ends for this portion of the show. Unfortunately, because it's time to talk about baseball. Oh man. Okay, so the New York Mets reported on Sunday before we get to the the Cardinals and that abomination. New York Mets reported they could not find outfielder Ioannis Cespedes. <laughs> they just couldn't find him. Couldn't get a hold of him. He didn't report to the stadium. They apparently tried calling him. They sent security to his hotel room where they found out he had checked out already and all of his stuff was gone. So they misplaced Cespedes. Well, apparently they misplaced their money with Cespedes because that isn't, contract has not worked out at all. No. The last two seasons, he's been battling foot and ankle injuries and did not play. And then he finally gets back this year, and he is already opted out, which he informed the team, apparently through his agent, not even himself, that he was opting out for COVID-19 concerns. Um, I feel two different ways about that. One, obviously, if he has real concerns, cool, dude, opt out, no problem. If he saw how baseball was handling this and was like, I'm not, I'm not taking that risk. I wouldn't blame him. Can't blame him one bit. So I, I get that 100%. The other hand, it's like that you they weren't handling it any better before. What changed in the past 10 days? Like They were handling like garbage to begin with. So, But that's just that's more or less like a, you, know, you should have seen it writing on the wall than a criticism of him. But yeah. either way, it's a messy situation. And, of course, well, everyone has to... Go out there and have you know the somebody saw him at the mall yesterday after he opted out on on Sunday. So of course, of course, we as a people love to tell everybody else they're so wrong and what to do. So everybody was on his case. Oh, you look real concerned. You look real concerned. You look real concerned. Get off your soapbox, folks. He's a grown man. He chose to opt out. Nothing against the rules on that. No. And he went to the mall for whatever reason, maybe to buy groceries, maybe to buy new pants. Who cares? Dude was wearing a mask, keeping his distance from people. Get over it. They are people. They're regular people that are allowed to do other things, correct? Well, not in this culture. Oh. Because in this culture, you can only do what's approved by you I just know, think, the, the, I loudest, the loudest among us who, you know, like to virtue signal. He's, he's allowed to do stuff outside of his house as long as he's following the procedures and requirements of that state, city, county, yeah. whatever. Which he was. At. He was wearing a mask. Then then he's following the rules like he's supposed to. Wouldn't be any responsible. <laughs> That's for later. I mean, this is this the this is the personification of the New York Mets. I know greater thing is is MLB, but I'd like to I'd like to pin it down to just the Mets. This is what the Mets are all about. They're just a mess. This is why fans want them to sell the team so bad. Right. 
They're like they desperately want them to sell the team. Years ago, and I mean years, I mean like two years, two, two and a half years ago, I was thinking they should have sold a couple of their arms for bats because they had such a surplus. But you don't you, you don't trade surplus of arms because well there's only so few. Well, Blake Wheeler Blake, Blake Wheeler never not Blake Wheeler. Zach Wheeler? Zach Wheeler, thank you. Blake Wheeler was a hockey player. Um he probably isn't good at baseball either. Probably not. But Zach Wheeler fell off fell off completely. All right. And Steven Matz didn't produce into anything. And those were two highly talented prospects. You possibly could have got something. Now, if you want to argue with me, they 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 could have traded Noah or they could have traded Jacob DeGrom. We could have that argument, but in the end, if you make either decision, you're probably better off. Well, there's only there are only two of like the seven guys in the entirety of baseball that can pitch more than five innings, so I wouldn't trade them either. Right. Those two specifically, but I'm like in reference to Steven Matz or uh, Zach Wheeler, I mean, before Zach Wheeler, I think he, I think he had uh, Tommy John. So before they, when he went down, it was like, you could have traded one of those two and got yeah. – I, I, there's possibilities. It's just this is what the Mets are. They, they have no direction. They have no understanding of what to do. It's kind of like – in a small sense, what the Marlins were, they just they build this team up, win, and then just tear it down, and they're just a mess after that. Well, Jose Fernandez, you know, Jose Fernandez passing away really messed with that too because he was to be the cornerstone, or at least the piece they traded to get a massive haul oh, back. Were, they would have gotten a massive. Were there not? Back. Were there not? And I, I, I'm not trying to be a hometown guy. But were there not some rumors about him coming to Boston? Yeah, there was. I mean, but, you know, those are just rumors at that time. There's rumors about him going to every major market because they knew he was marketable and a big market team would want him to pull in advertising and things of that nature because he was electric. He was, like, what, like 22? Something like that. Coming off a Cy Young Award. I mean, great personality. Charismatic. Kid, kid charismatic as hell. The camera just loved this kid. And then, you know, uh, tragically, he made a dumb mistake and, you know, lost him way too soon. But, um, yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a little bit different story than the Mets. The Mets just right, continuous Mets. poor decision-making. Look at Bobby Bonilla Day. <sighs> Bobby Bonilla. Uh, Is that – did that pass already? It might have. It might have. Oh, but it's, it should be a national holiday for anyone who isn't a Mets fan. As a, as a side a side note, did you know that Mookie Betts would be paid until twenty forty four? I did not, but I, no. I, I found that out the uh, couple days after the contract came out. For anyone who doesn't know, I don't want to leave you in the dark. Bobby Bonilla Day is a little bit too difficult to uh, describe on a podcast and not take ten minutes to do it. But uh, go Google that. I promise it's nothing, nothing weird. It's uh, deferred payments that ended up working out very, very well for Mr. Bonilla, and you'll, you'll get a good laugh out of it. So, I think he's – there's years left. I'm pretty sure there's years left. Oh, he's getting paid until, like, 2031. It's, like, $1.2 million a year until 2031. It's something ridiculous because and, they wanted to defer the payments. And I, you, you see a lot of that more, but Bonilla hasn't played since – I don't think Bonilla's played since, like, 99. 
98-99 he retired? Something like that. It was a long time ago. It was deferred payments for like almost 35-40 years. It was it's nuts. But yeah. Well, speaking of nuts, we have I, I, the I'm surprised uh, we're not shut down right now. And I went that goes without saying. We both said we'd be shocked if it was if by right at this moment when we're recording this, we weren't reporting the end of the baseball season the way they've handled it. Not only did we have what we talked about last episode, but apparently the St. Louis Cardinals decided to, on the road, without really knowing their surroundings, go out to a casino, and I believe three people were sick a couple days after that came down with it. They tested positive for COVID-19, and now, what, just two days after that, we're up to 13 already, and they expect many more positive tests because these guys... Went out, didn't tell anybody, weren't safe, came back to the team, and spread it all around. So as of right now, the, the uh, scheduled um, St. Louis Cardinals-Detroit Tigers game that was supposed to happen tonight and over the next few days have been postponed. And this is just more positive tests. Don't worry. Don't worry, though. Commissioner Rob Manfred, the shining star of incompetence, has stated that now it's a mandate that players stay in the hotel. The first 40 or 50 positive tests weren't enough to do it. But now that he has to cancel more games the day after saying, I'm not a quitter, we're going to keep playing. And of course, making it all about him. Like, his inability to lead is... It's not what made the Cardinals sick, because those players went out. They were irresponsible. They made their own decision. That's on them. But his inability to rein in the owners and the players directly resulted in there just being a complete cluster as to what you could and couldn't do, what the plan was for this, what the plan was for that. This guy, I'm going to just, I'm going to stop talking Put your point of view in here because I'll just keep going on about Manfred. But uh, if you want to know more opinions on, Ma- on my opinions on Manfred, if you haven't listened or heard enough on this podcast, go to bctspod.com. Within the next day or two, I'm going to have a, a, a very descriptive blog up about my issues with Mr. Rob Manfred. So look forward to that. Ben, you want me to give me a breather here? Yeah, sure. I didn't want to step over you at all. No, no. I was, I was actually looking on Twitter as well to see if there was any update. There's no update. I mean, there's... Rumor, conjecture, innuendo that they should shut it down, that they may shut it down. They will. Let's be honest. We now have teams in the Central postponed, I guess. The word is postponed, but I don't know how they're going to replay these Mm -hmm. games at any point. And we have also had, obviously you know, we've had teams in the East postpone, cancel, whatever, the terminology they want to use it it's none of it's relevant because eventually they're just going to shut it down we're just waiting i mean i, I think what they're waiting for is when a, a single west team starts to pop up some positive tests and they're just going to see you know what we have it all in all three time zones this is just going to keep happening we're not going to get an accurate. I think it's it's. They're not going to get an accurate assessment of the final games because you could literally have. Because 
at one point the Marlins were leading the, their division, and they played three games. Percentage points ahead, they had played three games against and with teams that have played six to seven, but by by percentage, they were in the lead. You, you just can't. There's no level. It's not a level playing field. It's not. It's already imbalanced, as you pointed out uh, last episode. It's already imbalanced schedule. They're making it worse. They just are incapable of thinking of how to constructively do this because, for the better part of three months, they argued about one thing: money. Money. And, it's always about. And and you couldn't figure everything else out because all you were worried about was money. You couldn't have done the rest and then come back to money. You you couldn't get your, pro- your protocols in place because you were worried about money. You couldn't figure out that maybe we should play in a centralized location because you were worried about money. You couldn't get a home for the Toronto Blue Jays because you didn't call Canada to see, hey, is it cool that we go up and down from the U.S. to, to Canada during the MLB season? Because you're worried about money. You were more concerned about throwing shade at Tony Clark, Trevor Bauer, other MLB players, because you wanted to get your narrative out there because you were worried about money. That's all it was about. NHL, 100%. NHL is off and running. Did they start back up? Yeah, they started back up this past weekend. Oh, okay. Nothing's popped up. Nothing's. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't get the. Well, they're in a bubble too, kind of like the, the NBA, right? Yeah, they're in, yeah. Uh, they're up in Toronto right now. They're uh, in Toronto be, they, now. They're allowed to play in Toronto because they're literally all up there. Right. This is Orlando in the north. Right. NBA's going. I mean, we we understand. We talked about Lou Williams, and hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers that is an outlier. Because they have um, a Dennis Schroeder who plays with, oh God, I think he plays with OKC right now. He left to um, witness the birth of his second child. Right. I expect him to follow the protocols. And when he comes back, he'll go through the procedures. Obviously, four days he'll be in quarantine. Hopefully that's enough. Everything. They're even trying to expedite the uh, test faster um, from what I read. They, they were so wrapped. MLB was so wrapped up in money that they didn't see everything else. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a warning to the NFL uh, because you pointed out later in the uh, rundown, and we probably won't get to this, but we'll just bring it up: is that you know NFL is considering a bubble. I mean, we can bring it up right now. We're comparing. We, it we to. can bring it up. I yeah. mean, it, we already talked about NBA and NHL. The NFL is considering a bubble. They should. Uh, and there wasn't, I, I did look for more information on that. That's really all there was. I, I was just a couple of random tweets that were out there. They are considering that as, because as a solution to doing what MLB is doing, where they're saying, we're just going to fly these guys across country and constantly keep our normal schedule. But like I said about Roger Goodell, love him or hate him, the one thing he is not is stupid. No. Might 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 be some other adjectives, but he is not stupid, and he sees this, and he knows what a disaster it could be for the NFL. If I think he'd rather shut it down for the entire year, than have fans feel 
it's an unsafe environment when they come back in 2021 because that will do more long-term damage in a year of no income. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So baseball, again, all about money, didn't have the foresight. And as much as I thought it would be cool to see baseball back, it is very, very clear they did not. They're not prepared. They weren't prepared. My hopes were they'd be smart enough to be more prepared. I was misguided in my hopes. And I believe, I, I tried doing research on this, I really did. I couldn't find the exact numbers because every time I, I punched up a positive MLB COVID test, it just brought me back to the news today about the St. Louis Cardinals. I believe since they've started the season, the past week and a half, they have had more positive tests from players spreading it around to each other than they had before the season started and they tested everybody who came from their own homes. Wow. I could be wrong on that. If it isn't, if it isn't more than it, it's a very, very, it's an alarmingly close number. So you're telling me in months and months and months this thing was spreading around. Only a very small percentage of players were exposed to it, and were showing symptoms. Well, they were or not. I mean, they still did the test, and they 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 found you know asymptomatic people and had them quarantined for a while. Whatever they did, they followed procedures and were smart. But since baseball has started. The level of, well, we'll go by the seat of our pants because we're all getting paid, that has taken place has caused far more people to get sick. So then uh, you had three or four players, allegedly, who went to a casino. Don't know if those are the three players that are sick, but I would assume it's got to be at least one of them because now they come back to their clubhouse, they don't tell anybody where they were. Now there's 13 people, seven players and six team staff members who are sick. Who knows how many more? They expect more positive results. Those people went back to hotels and exposed other people. Right. The other players on the field are also exposed now. I believe they were playing... Uh, Tigers? No, before that. Uh, they were playing Milwaukee. But I don't right. believe they played that series because they had people that were sick beforehand. So I believe they canceled that series this weekend. So I don't think the, uh, the, the Brewers had any exposure. Would it have been the Cubs, maybe? Possibly. But then those Cubs players, if they're the home team, now go home to their families after being on the field with people who had it because they were irresponsible. Like, I told everybody, this is what I've been touting for, for especially the last couple of weeks, I'm going to be consistent. I would recommend everybody out there be smart. I don't blame you if you want to be smart and, and keep your distance and wear a mask. I certainly do when I go out. All that, I get it. But we are all human beings. Who want to have, you know, you want to get out and go for a car ride. You want to go to the store. Just be intelligent. Don't be arrogant. Don't be stupid. And, but you have a right to go out and do what you'd like to do and not put anybody else at risk. These players signed a contract, though. Like, I'm not being paid $2 million a year to sit at home and not go anywhere during this whole thing. These players are being paid an exorbitant amount of money. Not every one of them is a millionaire, but they're still making a real comfortable salary. Professional sports league minimums in this country are still a very healthy living. They're getting paid a lot of money to follow the procedures that were agreed upon and set in place to play. They had the choice to opt out if they did not want to follow those rules. They did not. So now you follow the rules. So now several players who decided to break those rules have now put who knows how many people at risk. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's just, 
Again, I don't blame Manfred for people being irresponsible. That's they're adults. That's their thing. But had he mandated the season like he said, he he could have done. Like he said, he always knew what the limit of games would be. He could have made it. So we hashed out this whole money thing months earlier. And we actually had time to worry about the health and safety protocol. And maybe they would have decided, hey, you know what? We can't do this. We're just going to pack it in and see you next year. Or option B, they could have planned out a, hey, let's go to Florida or Arizona, where we already have our own facilities squared away. And we could have done the bubble, which is, I think, the best way to go about this. So two things, Chris. And then we'll... um, we might move on to uh, the next topic. They played Minnesota uh, that last series before they moved on to the Brewers, which, like okay. you said, postponed. So, little little nugget to pay attention to if the Twins start to pop up. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope not. But yeah, I just I I want to see what the NFL does. And here's our possibility. Here's a possibility. Hawaii. Now I understand uh, hurricane season. I'm not familiar with the with when the season starts, when the season ends for hurricane season. That would be a concern. Outside of the hurricane season, it's perfect weather. You have hotels, massive hotels that are not being used, correct? Yeah, or yeah. well, not being used to the expectations they normally are, yeah. that they usually are. It's an island. You already have access to – you already have a stadium, by the way. Now, this is where it gets tough because you got to play – you have 32 teams. you got to play X amount of games per day at least, if not – you know, mm-hmm. you have to figure out the happy medium and maybe you need to make uh, extra field or two. Probably don't – maybe you can donate it. You have the University of Hawaii there, which I don't know if that's the stadium they use for the use for the Pro Bowl. But again, think it through because it would be a perfect isolation area. You can control players going in and out. If they have to go home, they're flying home. Well, you have control of you know when they're going on, when they're going off, and. and It's one of those scenarios where it's just it just works out. I think without uh, other than the fact that I don't know if they have enough stadium enough room for stadiums. But that being said, you need to figure out what you're going to do. Because first off, I think we're upwards of probably what close to 50, 60 players already opting out. I believe so. Yeah. I don't. I don't have an exact count. Yeah, but I think it's, it's, I, it's getting up there. There were a few days where it's just like it starts click, 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 like multiple. I, there's like seven or eight Patriots that have already opted out. Some are no, uh, notable. Some well, that's, are, that's part of Bill Belichick's master plan to have his best players opt out so even, he can win. Even I wouldn't attribute to that narrative. No, as, it's ridiculous. As, but if I if I'm Roger, I just I just look at it and say, okay, what can we do? Where because he's literally he's got less than a month, if you think about it. They haven't now that it's on the table, but they really haven't discussed it fully. Right. They need to put this on the front burner 
and say, look, and sit down with Demar Smith, sit down with uh, Troy Troy Vincent, some of the, uh, um, I don't know what they're referred to, like there's a higher level of players for the uh, players union. Not like higher level, but they're like voted in. Yeah. And they need to sit down and say, look, realistically, we understand all these players have already opted out, understand that. We gave a, 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 a drop-dead date of, of you have to let your team know that you're opting out. Fine, They're, they've opted out. Everyone else who wants to play, is it more conducive for us to figure out a location or two locations? Because, again, we under, I understand that it's hard to play 16 games in one stadium. But we need to figure this out. And we need to figure out now. Because we look at MLB, we'll be MLB 2.0. Not with the insanity of, of, of the money and, and all this other stuff. It's just we're going we're gonna to start popping tests left and right. And eventually we're just going to have to shut down because we can't maintain teams. You literally have had two two teams who have taken major roster hits. Yeah, that we know of. That who we knows, know. Of. Who knows? Other tests are going to come back in as in the next couple of days, thanks to some of these people being irresponsible. It's it just it it's it's a a red alert for the NFL to say we need to reassess. Can we have these teams play in their own stadiums? Trust that the players are going to – because, honestly, if Derek Jeter – Derek Jeter's calling out not, – not calling them out, but saying we're, we're use, we have this false sense of security. Right. It's true. Well, well he, he – I saw that he stuck up for his players and said, look, we're not – we were not being irresponsible. No, but and they this, have, and this And this still happened. That's what he's saying. So – But he did say that we're, we're not adhering – Totally to all the protocols that you and me would like. They're sitting in groups and going to dinner, and then you know, not having their mask on is like outside of 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 where I live. I have my mask on. Right. Yeah. Same or, here. Unless right. I'm in my car. If I'm in my car, I don't have my mask on. Yeah. I don't. But yeah, as I don't soon as as soon as I get out, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going in this place. In on it goes, and. He intimated that, you know, when they gather in large groups, they tend not to have masks. So he backed his players, but he also said, we're also not adhering to all the requirements. And this might cause some of these players to test positive. And, and we're, we're at the point where, like I said at the beginning of uh, the segment, a West team starts to pop. This is over. Well, I think the thing with the, with I understand what you're saying as far as, as far as the Marlins go, whether or not wearing masks or not doing this or not doing that. But if everybody was following proper procedures, like, and I know they're not, but I mean, they're not just out in a random mall food court just grabbing lunch with no mask on. You know, like they're tested. Supposedly, they're told they're you know uh, they're negative. Although with some of the Shady results, the MLB kind of reports the, the timing of it. Who knows? So it's like, okay, 
we all tested negative today. We've only been to the stadium, you know, we're wearing our mask and we're supposed to, outside, whatever. We're all going to have dinner together. Well, you can't eat with your damn mask on. So, you know, you take your mask off to have dinner, you think, okay, you know, you're, you're all right. And then this happens. Look, not something I would recommend doing. I was with a group of friends this weekend that I've known for a long period of time. And we all wore our masks. We took them off when we were outside because we were probably sitting about 10 feet apart and we needed to breathe. But if we were in the house, we're all wearing our masks. We're all clean, civilized people who have done our best to stay away from as many people as we can. Wash our hands. Sanitary. But we were still just very cautious because we don't need to take a chance. Absolutely. Until this, until this curve is reduced so much, you can consider it a non-issue, which we're not there yet because some people are still being way too stubborn. Then you got to be cautious. I would say I would blame the Cardinals a lot more for going out to a casino where they could be drinking and just acting a fool. Than I would the Marlins for grabbing dinner together after a game when they just been tested. Of course. So I just I I think I, I want to get to you real quick before we move on to the last topic. I like your idea of Hawaii for the NFL bubble potentially, and I think it, it, it's pretty obvious if they're going to do the bubble, that's the only way you can make sure it works. Because we've seen no MLB bubble, and it's been a mess so far, an absolute mess. NBA, with the exception of Lou Williams, which, thankfully, was found out. And hopefully that'll make other players realize, oh, if I want to go out and be foolish, someone's going to see me and I'm going to get in trouble. Because then you're talking, you know, potential breach of contract, lose a lot of money. Oh, they went soft on Lou. Yeah, well, they're not going to go soft on the They're going to go hard on the next yes. person. You know, NHL, you know, hasn't had any positive tests in quite some time. First. Good step. for them. Um... So, I mean, I think a bubble is the way to go because you could have, like baseball, you could have a 25-person roster, and I'm not sure in a shortened season what they move the roster size to. I think it's 30 right now. Okay, it's 30-person roster. You can have 28 people being completely responsible, doing whatever they need to do, you know, wearing their mask, being safe, you know, watching wherever they go, washing their hands. Mm-hmm. And you got two people who go out to dinner, or go to a casino, have some drinks, start touching everything, aren't careful, get sick. Don't realize it for a few days, and then they're around all those people to completely infect an entire clubhouse. And next thing you know, you got a team that can't play seasons over. Roger Goodell and the NFL are going to notice that. They're going to be smarter than that. I have faith. Now, I could end up being wrong, but I think they're going to be smarter. And I say, I think it's pretty obvious if they're going to do that. They need, not, they don't need 16 fields because you're not just going to have. There's, All 16 games go. It's just not feasible. It's not possible. And they're not going to have access to 16. There's nowhere in the United States that there's no. 16 fields available. I think you need four. Four. I think four makes sense. Two, two or four. Because here's the thing: you normally play games Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. You switch to Saturday sometimes during playoffs in the last few weeks of the year. So you kind of you got to have to work on balancing it out. But you could have Saturday and Sunday. Four games in the morning, four games in the afternoon. Four games in the morning, four games in the afternoon. If you can't get four, you can have two. You can have a couple of games on Monday, a couple of games on, on Thursday. 
the rest on Saturday and Sunday. You can make it work. You're going to have to, you're not going to be able to have the same exact, if you're going to do a bubble, Monday, Thursday, Sunday schedule. You're going to have to have a couple of games on in prime time on a Monday night. You're going to have to have a couple of games on Sunday night instead of just one. If you're going to do this, you're going to have to inconvenience some players as far as length of time in between games goes. So I'm not saying everyone's going to, I'm not saying play a Thursday than a Sunday game, but if you play a Sunday, then you play a Thursday, then you might play the following Saturday, then you might play a Monday. Like, they're going to have to balance it out and make it work. But if they're going to do the bubble idea, which I really think is the only way in the current state of the way things are now, that's going to work. Otherwise, you will just have more issues because you're going to have your mature players, your intelligent players of any age. Because you can be immature when you're 40, as Tom has shown the last few months. But you're going to fuse everyone up for everybody. And they don't want that. So Hawaii is a good option. Some other island, perhaps. I don't know. Um... An island might not be feasible simply because the amount of food and resources these guys are going to need. You're talking 32 NFL teams. These are big guys who have big appetites. You're you're talking about a big strain in an area for a length of four months, five months. So you're going to have to figure something out. But I don't think they're going to go the bubble. I'm hopeful they will, but I don't think they're going to. And it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Because I just don't think warning people and then testing is enough to stop them from doing stupid stuff. Correct. So. And actually, we just got a update. The NFL opt-out date is Thursday. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, if uh, if Hawaii doesn't work, I think Texas is probably the next best scenario. I think just because yes, yeah, I think I think that'd be the best. Texas bet. is football. All football, so, or somewhere. Texas, Oklahoma, just, somewhere where there's a lot of fields where you can make it work. And I don't know if they took down uh, Texas Stadium after um, they moved to Jerry World. And I call it Jerry World because Jerry built it. But I think that's what it was called. I don't, I know it's not called Jerry oh. World. It's called something else. It's, it's got a, It has corporate sponsorship, I'm pretty sure. Um, but Texas would be the best place because there's... Multiple locations where there's multiple fields. Um, you can kind of keep them in a nice radius. But I, I like Hawaii just because it's isolated. It's a nice area. It's nice. And it gives the players an op- all the players an opportunity to actually visit, even though they stopped. I think believe they stopped going to Hawaii um, a few years ago. But they did, they, I think they went back a few years. They're kind of like going back and forth. I think it's a good opportunity for everyone to go there. Um could the Big Island Hawaii? I don't know what it's called uh, offhand, but could it handle? What are we What are we talking about? It's like fifteen hundred to two thousand players. Yeah, plus team officials. Plus I mean, team officials. Double double that probably for well, team officials. I, I would think they would um, cut down on who's allowed to go. It would probably be just players, coaches, training staff, your front office personnel. Yep, you're staying home, buddy. If you're not if you're not absolutely needed on game day, they're gonna leave them guys home. Yeah, it's still a large amount, but it's not as bad. But I like I like I think I agree. They need to have their own bubble. You're seeing what the NFL, MLB is doing. 
and you're in the NFL, he's like, this is almost exactly the format we're using as far as standards for play uh, game day and how we're controlling people in and out. And that's frightening because of how much test positive has popped in. So it's... They, they need to reassess what they're going to do for the 2020 NFL season. Otherwise, they're just not going to play the whole thing. Yeah, football players looking at baseball right now and seeing what a mess it is and just going, no. Like you <laughs> and see, they're not, not, not taking that chance or not putting our body through that. To, to Like I said, what happens if they end up playing two games and then they have to shut down because players are getting infected? And you got hurt during game one. And and face a career-ending injury for a season doesn't matter. Right. And you have these players are closer together in proximity than MLB players. Just by default. They are. They can do all these precautions. They have the new um, helmet mask they're, they're uh, formulating to help. But let's be honest, it doesn't completely prevent transmission. So, you just need to realize you need to be in a bubble, unfortunately. Until, there, until the vaccination is unlocked and we can move on with our lives and this is not the new normal anymore, hopefully someday soon that'll happen. But we do have a player that I guess is not going to opt out, but... Yeah, this is a weird story. And I'm it's really just weird. It's it's strange. And I put it on here just to kind of encourage people to do something, which I'll, I'll get to. Um, I'll just say it now. I think when you hear something, don't rely on one source. I think it's very important. And even if that's us, if you hear something on this show and you're like, I don't know if that's true or not, go look it up. Hey, because you know what? As much research as we do and we try to get everything right. Right. Sometimes we misspeak. Sometimes we say something wrong. Sometimes you read something wrong, and that happens. And if it does, please let us know because we want to hear from you if there's any kind of issues with that. But it was reported today that Odell Beckham Jr., Cleveland Browns wide receiver, said he thinks the season should not happen. Should be shut down. Doesn't feel safe. That was an interview I believe he did with the Wall Street Journal. He then apparently came out and said, no, 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 no. I'm not opting out. That was from like two weeks ago I did that interview. This is before I got to the Browns facilities, before I saw the Browns, you know, how the safety precautions. I'm not opting out. I see what they're doing. I feel very safe. I'm going to play. It'll be all right. Okay. But then you go back to the interview, and it's essentially Odell saying... We don't get treated like people. The owners only care about money. They don't care about us. Yada, yada, yada. Woe is us. Um, Odell, I'm sorry to tell you this. I don't know when the last time you had a regular everyday job like most of us out there have. That's almost every job you're going to find anywhere. Yeah, the regular paychecks... Are a lot smaller. Usually don't have like four... Four to five digits in them. Yeah, and like, look, man, I like Odell to Beckham Jr.'s passion. A lot of people take that as him being a spoiled brat, whatever. I think he just wants to win. He's just intense. 
Um, made some questionable decisions with you know, as far as like you know attacking the kicking net and stuff like that. But whatever, it's not the end of the world. If Tom Brady and Peyton Manning throw a fit, they're just being intense. So it's not any different when it's Odell. But to sit there and say, they don't treat us like we're human. What was Okay, Odell. Dude, both Ben and I are sitting here. We've had jobs of over 10 years. We didn't like the direction it was going. We felt the same way you're saying. It made far less money. And when we went to leave, we just got a, oh, hey, cool, thanks. Hey, we do, you know, you're not, you, it's a business. You're being paid to do a job, and you have the right to opt out if you choose not to play. If they were forcing you to play or you'd be in breach of contract, I'd be on your side. A thousand percent. You can opt out if you want to. You don't want to, that's fine. But then they go back before you even found out any of the protocols they were using and saying they don't treat us like people, they only care about the money. It's like, yeah, dude, that's why they pay you so much. They're a business. They make a lot of money off of you, and you make a lot of money off of them in turn. Like, I, I just I don't understand some of these athletes coming out. Like we were talking about last time with the, with the whole NBA players, some of them having an issue at the wide world of the sports complex. You agreed to play. You don't right. want to opt out. You're being paid a ridiculous amount of money in a beautiful location with all your creature comforts, and people all over, all over the world are watching you. But, oh, woe is you. You didn't get enough salad with dinner. A lot of people out there are really suffering right now. Have it really, really tough. Have a little perspective before you go run in your mouth with your woe is me BS. They're, they're, I don't get they're, it. They're, I, I always say this. Athletes live in a different universe. They just do. And they they will never... When, when you pass that threshold, so... I don't want to dog Patrick Mahomes because I don't think he comes off as a nice guy, understanding, very affable. He passed that threshold. When he signed that contract, He actually probably before, because actually when he signed his rookie contract, he probably passed that threshold. But if he didn't before that, he definitely did now. And that threshold of, of I am able to literally buy anything at any time of the day I want, and I can have it within the next 24 to 48 hours. Now I'm talking like, if you, we pointed out, I think we pointed out, I don't know if we pointed out the last episode of this, um, or when we were off air, that he bought, he has a small share of the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. I just want to buy a part of a baseball team. I can now, that's cool. Excellent, you know? excellent decision, um, financially, uh, as long as the league stays viable. But he has that opportunity. He can do that because he has the financial wherewithal. If we decided to buy a piece of the Boston Red Sox, first off, we probably wouldn't have enough money to buy even a small sliver of the minimum requirements to be a minority owner of the Red Sox. Because it's probably there, there is a basement seller threshold of money that you have to sure. contribute to be a minority order owner. We can't just contribute $5 and think we're going to get this small sliver so we can say we're part owners. We don't live in that world. Get a little long-winded just to make, make a point. You don't live in the same universe that we do. You live on the same planet, but you don't live in the same universe. So again, I, Chris's point is is 
is best put. Have some perspective when you speak about these issues of my food was slightly off. My down comforter was not appropriately fluffed up. My mask fit on... It was ivory, not off-white. What was me? Sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm not going to sit there and listen to you. And I brought this point up where every day I'm out there... Not every day, but every day that I work, I'm out there helping people out in the business that I work in, interacting with hundreds of people. And I bet you, I probably already had it. I would stake my, um, no, I'm not going to stake my reputation, but I'd stake, I'd stake a lot of money on that I probably already contracted it, passed through it, and done and over with. That's just the nature of the beast that I work in, that I'm going to interact with hundreds and hundreds of people on a daily basis. So don't tell me that your salad is slightly off and that's the end of society as we know it. Well, I mean, yeah, next time you're taking off your $5,000 jacket when you get out of your $100,000 sports car and you, you know, you, you step into your completely climate controlled facility with every care you possibly imagine taking care of for you and pick up your at least six figure check. Just remember there's a lot of people out there right now who are struggling to find out where they're going to get dinner for them and their kids. So, you know, not to get too heavy on everybody out there, but let's be realistic too. Like there's a lot of, a lot of real legit problems out there and an athlete who has all the, every option you could imagine is not one of them. If he this was, is the problem people have with Odell. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. He just runs his mouth and doesn't think. And, and realistically, I don't know how he's managing his money. I don't. I'm not saying he's managed it well or not well. If he were to stop playing football today, and we looked at his his contract or his um, what's the word I'm trying to think of. The salary that he's already attained through the NFL net worth, if you will, probably has enough for his grandchildren, great grandchildren, maybe, to live off of. Yeah, that, that that that's that. Yeah, that's it too. It it's not just. And look again, not a criticism. No. If I had a chance to make the kind of money these guys make, I would do it in a heartbeat. And I Absolutely. I would not think twice about it. So I'm not criticizing them for doing it. Just. Again, perspective. Because, like you said, if if Patrick Mahomes, I don't think this will happen because he seems to love football. If Patrick Mahomes plays three years and hits an opt-out and decides, you know what? I'm not taking a chance anymore. I got more money than I ever know what to do with. I'm good. And as long as he keeps all his money liquid, doesn't just invest it all where he can't get it out, he'd never have to work, work another day in his life. And these guys... They get a following on Twitter, on Instagram. If they were to step away and they started another business, they would take a, a slight hit on the followers, but they still would have right. thousands and thousands of people. That is a powerful weapon for if Odell wanted to start a hair dyeing co- uh, uh, 
line of, of products. Or, I don't know if this is right, but I think he did start a company. I, he may have. I think if I he remember did, hearing in the past he that did, we did. It's a great move by yeah, him. I think so. Uh, I don't remember. I'm, I could be wrong on that, though. I do not admonish anybody for doing that. Tom Tom Brady did it, and I, TB12 is what TB12 is. Um, but you have a following that you can now use to sell your products to. Right. I'm not I'm not down downing that at all. That that is intelligent product placement and business management. Is you have these followers who now you can maybe not push but present your product to your followers and see if they want to purchase. Uh, uh, Julian Edelman on on Instagram and Twitter always posts um, new apparel from his apparel line and links to his website. He has a following. It it's not like what not like if they if they decide to walk away they're 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 done. They can't do anything. They have a gravitas now. So little perspective. I mean, you're not being forced to play. You right. can opt out. However, I do want to point out one thing before we move on to our last topic real quick. True. The whole reason I brought that up was to show that you can't always just go by the first thing you read and not do your research. Right. Because I read that story at probably about 2 o'clock in the afternoon that he was complaining about mm-hmm. um, saying they shouldn't have a season. Then about 3 o'clock it came out that that was from two weeks ago and he said that after he saw the facilities he felt better and was not opting out. However, any major news site you went to, any major news site, whether it be sports or regular news, had... Odell Beckham Jr. says league should shut down and not play in big, bold letters. Mm-hmm. And very, 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 very far down the page, there's a small article on... Oh, article was from two weeks ago. Odell is not opting out. They needed their clickbait, and that's right. irresponsible reporting. Right. Because they already had the information to null and void the Wall Street Journal article. But instead of being responsible and saying... He did say this. However, he then came out and said this. And giving him equal billing and letting people read both of them, they said, ooh, this is going to fit our narrative. And we'll hide this down here because you want clicks. That'd be, that'd be uh, similar to if we were to post online a piece of our uh, beginning of our segment uh, putting Odell Beckham in perspective and what his thoughts are. But not posting what you just said to make sure that we give everyone right. kind of a barometer balance it out of, of the whole situation. You know, I think I think the word, and I guess this is the word of the episode, uh, not the episode, but the word of the uh, podcast is consistency. Consistency. And again, I like Odell Beckham. I'm not trying to bag on the guy. No. He seems like a good dude. It's just I'm getting really tired of during these times of rich athletes whining oh, yeah. that everything isn't exactly the way they want it. It's not the way any of us want it. This is, is exactly what we did when, and unfortunately, I, I, I hate repeating myself, but it's exactly what we did when uh, Blake Snell yeah, exactly. was yeah. uh, going off about his money. It's like, I, I don't want to hear it, man. Yeah. You don't want to hear it. You don't live in the same universe that I live in. Just simple facts. Well, one more piece of news real quick. 
Uh, tight end Jordan Reed has signed a one-year deal with the San Francisco 49ers. A very, it's said to be very incentive-heavy. Oh, that's smart. Um, Jordan Reed, man, when he was healthy, was a monster. He was Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. And unfortunately, he had many, many concussions that forced him to... I don't know if he officially retired. I know he's mentioned it and he was stepped away from the game for a while. But he's going to give it another go with San Fran. And see what he has left. I don't know. It's interesting also because I think I texted you a few days ago. Kittle and the Niners are not exactly in the same atmosphere yeah. of numbers. Kittle thinks he's Patrick Mahomes. I think I think I think I think I put it best. Um, he's the same situation is happening that happened in New Orleans with Jimmy Graham. Is yes, the Saints wanted to set the market at tight end. Jimmy Graham played a lot of plays not at the tight end position, and he wanted to be treated like a wide receiver. But you're not a wide receiver, so I'd say the same thing to George Kittle. You can push as much as you want to get the top end of tight end money, but in the end, you are still a tight end because you are not fast enough, agile enough, quick enough. You don't have that first staff. Maybe you can't get the separation or you're just built too big to be an outside receiver, a slot receiver. It's just not feasible. You're not going to get... Michael Thomas money. You're not going to get DeAndre Hopkins money. You're not going to get Julio Jones money. I'm sorry. You can reset the market for tight ends, which is what the Niners want to do. But you're not going to get wide receivers. No, and I think they're they're pretty confident knowing you're going to probably have to give him the biggest tight end contract ever. Which but they already which I think they're, I think they're okay with that, like you said. But he wants to get paid as a receiver. And I think, I think your uh, analogy is spot on, with just like Jimmy Graham, where Jimmy Graham – wanted wide receiver money, the reason he was able to be effective down to New Orleans, he was an insanely good offense. When you got out of New Orleans and he went to Seattle, and it wasn't, you know, a pass-heavy offense, when he was traded to the Seahawks, he was not the same player. And I don't know if the Saints saw something in this guy, and they just knew, well, we got to trade him while the trading's good. Once he left New Orleans and Drew Brees in that offense, he was not the same player. I didn't see that coming because he was a dominant tight end. He was a force for a few years down in New Orleans. And then they up and traded him, and he wasn't the same guy. Maybe they just looked at his, his game and were like, well, I don't know. He fits really good in this offense, but they saw something other people didn't, especially with the Seahawks. And the Seahawks probably pushed a little hard, harder. As you notice throughout the years, when they feel like they like a person and they want to go get a person – they will get a person, albeit we will, <laughs> we will put the exception of the uh, Jadavian Clowney trade because they just took advantage. Yeah, of that was a steal. Yeah, moron. But it's a good signing by the Warriors. I don't know if it's going to work out or not. It's a good it's shot if he's healthy, like he, like he says he is, and it's a one-year incentive-heavy deal. You know, if he can stay healthy and he can prove he can be healthy and he has a good season, if there is a season. Then perhaps he signs a longer term deal, maybe another one year deal, whatever. Yeah. Either way, hopefully he can stay healthy, even if he isn't a huge factor. Just stay healthy. It'd be nice to be able to see Jordan Reed 
Play a full season. Cool, play a full season and not go off on an injured note just for his own peace of mind. Because that guy looked like he was ready to be one of the great tight ends in the game. And unfortunately, injuries just got to him. Concussions. And, you know, luckily he still has his you know faculties about him and he's not anything serious. He's still in good shape. So good for that. But if I'm him, if I get one more concussion... Uh, you got to be done, man. For your long-term health, you got to be done. Absolutely. Anything else? No, I'm all set, man. All right, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed episode 85. If you have any questions or comments on anything you've heard on today's episode or anything sports-related at all, for that matter, we would love to hear from you. And, Ben, where can they get in touch with us? You can hit us up on Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Sports. You can hit us up on Twitter, at BCTSPod, or our new website, bctspod.com. And there will be a new blog probably tomorrow or the next day, relatively soon. So please take a visit there. Subscribe to the blog. Feel free to ask questions. Leave all the feedback you'd like. We would love to hear from you. For Ben, I am Chris. Please, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. And we will see you right back here Friday morning. Thank you.